to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host, Justin Baker, and I on today's show are rearing and ready to knock out the top four teams in the Western Conference. If you haven't heard our previous ranking, or uh, I guess previews of the preliminary round, you can go back and listen to those. But on today's show, we're going to talk all about those top teams, where we think they will ultimately fall in their rankings uh, once they play their... I guess they're little warm-up games that actually count towards something, and uh, that will determine who they will play in the actual quarterfinals first round of the NHL playoffs. And uh, I we just want to you know, want to talk about these teams and, and break down what's been going on uh, and kind of where we see them finishing, not just in these top four, but throughout the rest of the playoffs as well. Uh, and our next show, we will focus on the Eastern Conference. So, Justin, let's let's get her started. I think we we will respect the St. Louis Blues enough to do them first, since they are the defending Stanley Cup champions. I think it's only right that we dive right into the St. Louis Blues. Uh, in case you are, you know, maybe been not paying attention as much to uh, to everything hockey right now. St. Louis Blues, Colorado Avalanche, the Vegas Golden Knights, and the Dallas Stars are your top four teams. It really doesn't matter what order you say them in because they're not going to be in any particular order until they play these little round-robin games, I guess you'd call them. Uh, so we'll start with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, let's just give like overall thoughts of the St. Louis Blues coming into these playoffs. I couldn't be luckier, honestly. Oh. I think this is the luckiest team because it, for one reason and one reason only, right? This is a team that goes hard, plays hard in the playoffs, right? So getting rest, three months at least of rest prior to going in the playoffs, they're going to be fully healthy, fully rearing up, ready to go. Well, they've got a healthy Tarasenko. That's exactly it too. A point-per-game player. What other team can say they've got I mean, obviously, maybe the Colorado Avalanche, right? We can talk about their injuries and the guys they're getting back, but you talk about a team that is fully stacked and still – has played. Tarasenko's only been there for 10 games. He's been out all year long. And so they've dealt with him being out the whole entire season and still managed to finish number one in the West. So now the number one team in the West is going to get a point-per-game player back. That only makes him better because this guy's phenomenal. Probably one of the best goal scorers, in my opinion, in the league. Um, when you said that they're lucky, I mean, PDO, which is their save shooting percentage and save percentage, fourth highest in the league, 101.6, tied with the Boston Bruins. So, I mean, on the one hand, the, the four teams that are at the top of the PDO are all four teams in the top four of their conference. The Colorado Avalanche, Tampa Bay Lightning, Boston Bruins, St. Louis Blues. So, obviously, you have to be good to be lucky, lucky to be good. But the Blues, maybe out of those four teams, you're right. They, they were a team that got fortunate enough to continue scoring goals by committee despite missing their their top player not not to mention you know even uh like jay bowmeister who i don't think is gonna be back I, no no but I he's he's like him. a layla again this year right you got another guy to focus your and be inspired by to rally around right yep so that's not i mean I, i'm sorry that all this you know it sucks i i hate what happened to him because he's he's a fantastic player and a fantastic guy to have on a team yeah but it's i mean it's definitely going to be one of those things where you say let's let's go do it for for Bo. let's let's win it yeah i mean they've got 10 players with 10 goals or more uh you know obviously playing about 70 games some of them played less they're going to get like oscar sungfist full will be fully healthy tyler bozak was hurt towards the end there and uh, he's definitely a guy who like bozak maybe you know he wasn't there no he was there last year 
Uh, but I mean, he's, he, he's somebody who can definitely show up and, and make an impact. He had 13 points in the 26 games they played last year in the playoffs, which is, I mean, just huge, especially considering the blues didn't exactly score tons of goals in last year's playoffs. So he was an important part of that team. So to get him back fully healthy, the blues are looking pretty good. I, I think that they're like out of any team that you can't be in a better position now to be able to play the way you want to play. You're fully healthy. You're not, you're not worried about the injuries coming in. It's going to be interesting to see what this blues team can do. I, I think they've, they've got as good a shot as anybody to, uh, to advance. I just, I wonder if the way that they played last year is repeatable because there was so much, I, there was so much intangible behind what they did. And they were, they were this hungry team. They had always underperformed in the playoffs. They had this crazy ass, like how they went from last place to winning the Stanley cup in a matter of months is crazy. They had a storybook season and, yeah. and I, you can't repeat that. So now you're going in, everyone knows you're freaking great. Now you've got to, now you've got to like take teams at their absolute best. You are the pin to knock down. You are no longer the underdog. Everybody has seen a year of Jordan Bennington. Yeah. And when you talk about goaltending, right last year, Jake Allen, not great. Jordan Bingington comes in, steals the show, the number three, a guy who was borrowed by another AHL team to play goal, right? Comes Jake in Allen ste- actually having a good year. Yeah, that's year. the thing. He's having a great year. So if, if you know, these play-in you know, games that you're having, you know, you have an opportunity to rotate goaltenders, and now you can think, okay, well, if Jake Allen's playing hotter during, you know, these, th- you know, couple games that he's going to probably get into. Let's let's go with this. I mean, I doubt what it. I think they're gonna. Be. Yeah, but they're. I mean, obviously, they're probably gonna go with Bingington. I don't. I don't have any doubt about that. But at least now you know you're not. You're not really worried like you were last year. Where last year you're like, well, we can't go to our backup because Jake Allen was shit in the bed. Right uh, yeah. now, right. right. It's like okay, now we. You know, we kind of have a little bit more faith in this guy. So maybe he can can go out and steal it, and maybe Jake Allen has something to prove too. Because you know, after next season, he's gonna be you know a UFA. So you know. Is he going to sign a you know a small money deal, or can he go out and prove it this year and next so that he can get a, a decent contract to finish out his career? Yeah, uh, I mean on on top of that, defense has a big thing to do with goaltending, absolutely very often. And you know this te- the one addition, Justin Falk coming in from the Carolina Hurricanes. Of course, you lose Jay Bomeister, but I think that he was more or less he was a five six guy. He he you know. He wasn't as an impact player as big of a deal. Uh, maybe more so in the locker room, but he can, you know, he could still be in the locker room. <laughs> uh, you also got Marco Scandella, another another decent little pickup that they had. Yeah, uh, both these guys they gave contract extensions to like quick too, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's how much they really like these guys. And you got like, hey, Vince Dunn had a pretty solid like as a twenty two year old had eight points in twenty games as as kind of one of their their bottom pairing defensemen. And he didn't have as good of a regular season this year, uh, but and and was kind of his responsibility was kind of taken away. His minutes were were pulled back a little bit. But can Vince Dunn find you know what where he's supposed to be in this lineup, which is potentially a top four defenseman? Uh, I think you've got at least enough enough depth to be able to now do this defensively, even without Jay Bomeister. Yeah, let's not talk about the number one AP, the guy who's going to be looking for a new deal after this season. So you still got him. 
which yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, and I, that's that's a I think just a question for another day, maybe. But right, Alex Petrangelo. I mean, this is he's still going to bring it. He oh, he's going to bring yeah. it. There's no question about it. I think he wants to stay in St. Louis. It's just a matter of can he and can he, they fit him in the cap? Really? Does he? Yeah, because now the cap might might not go up. Going to stay still or might not go up. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not not going to be uh, another show. Yes, yeah. yes, another show. We'll see what happens with Alex Petrangelo. But as far as we know, right now he will be playing for them in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, uh, the St. Louis Blues certainly in a position to to win a first round series. Especially, I, you know, I'd say between the East and the West in terms of the teams that uh, that made that made the playoffs and like and could play one of these four teams. I'm more scared of the teams in the East through like top to bottom. Right. I mean, all the way down to the Columbus blue jackets at nine in the Eastern conference. I don't want to, as one of these teams, I don't want to play them. Does anyone want to play the blue jackets? I mean, the Leafs don't want to play the blue jackets, (laughs) but do you want to play the blue jackets in the, I don't want to play the New York Rangers right now. First round. Right. Like the, the Eastern conference seems more dangerous. Like, am I, am I as worried about like, let's say the Vancouver Canucks coming in and beating me if I'm St. Louis? Not really. Like, do I think the Minnesota Wild are going to beat the St. Louis Blues? Absolutely not. I, I don't even. I don't think that I'm even that worried about the Nashville Predators because they can't score. Yeah, maybe not. I think they're overrated. They had a great year a few years ago, and now they're like they're not the team that they that they once were. I don't think there's as many scary teams in the West. No, won't disagree with you. I think West is definitely a lot more top heavy. Top certainly top yeah. heavy. Now. These four teams, I'm scared of. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> These four teams, yeah. and and yeah, I, I think there's there's maybe a, a couple that you could warrant going. Oh, I don't like. I don't really want to play them, but uh, yeah, I, I think that St. Louis Blues, they will go. They will be a team to be reckoned with in these playoffs. That until one of these top, five, you know, like Dallas, they were one goal away from losing to the Stars in OT, so they were that close to not advancing. A series between the Blues and the Stars again? That'd be fun. It's a toss-up. But then that's the thing about the Blues is I don't think that they were head and shoulders better and like happened to win the Cup too. They just were hot and won the Cup. Okay. Uh, we'll give predictions at the end. We'll right. rank everybody and do that. But uh, let's. We I brought up the Dallas Stars. Let's let's go Dallas Stars next. Very classy move. I like it. Hey, can I say classy man? Oh, <laughs> uh, man, Dallas. I mean, what can you say about this? I think really there's there's bright spots and then also spots on, on this team where, like when you talk about three facets, goaltending, defense, and forwards, I think there's some really good spots and some spots on this team that I'm just totally worried about, right? Because depth, I think, is the biggest concern more than anything else when you look at forward defense and goaltending. Um, and when I say goaltending, I mean – Basically, uh, you know, Ben Bishop's the guy, but he's been injury prone, right? Obviously, he's a guy that I think could go out and steal a series for this team. But if he gets injured, I don't know how much I'm, you know, going to rely on, you know, anti Kudobin to really He's do played it for pretty him. darn well. He's played pretty darn well, but I don't know, come playoff time, if I'm really to 930 trusting. save percentage. Yeah, not, just a, <laughs> that, not that good. Yeah, I don't know if, again, I just, I have my doubts about him in goal in terms for the playoffs. So, because obviously I haven't really seen much of him in the playoffs, so I don't I don't know what I'm going to get. Now, same goes with the forward position, right? Obviously, we know, you know, we know about this team up front. Obviously, they got Jamie Ben, who honestly 
kind of a down year, right? I mean, he he kind of turned it on a little bit towards the end, but for most of the season, his production hasn't been where you think it would be. Tyler Sagan, again, a guy who I consistently expect more out of, but again, he's he's a superstar player in my mind. Yeah, I mean, between those two guys, they only had 36 goals. Only. Between yeah. your two top guys getting paid. And Tyler Sagan roof. just is coming off 40 goal years. I mean, yeah. yeah, not that far back. And then you look at, again, a guy like... They had one 20-goal score. Rupe Hintz? Dennis Garina. Oh, right, right, right. He had 20 goals and nine assists. Yeah. And, and they just couldn't score. I mean, they... No, not at all. 7.6% shooting is the third worst. The two teams underneath, the Detroit Red Wings and the Los Angeles Kings. Ouch. Ouch. Don't put me in that company. Right. Um, but Joe Pavelski, right? Very unlikely, unlo- very unlucky. Oh, I'm sure like, a lot that's of it just, is. That's just so low. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't be but that low. Again, Joe Pavelski, a guy who they brought in to anchor that second line, to put some, you know, net front production in front for that team who could, you know, anchor a second power play so that you don't have to consistently roll out, you know, Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. Yeah, so, a guy who, who the last time he had less than, uh, less than 60 points outside of a lockout year was 2009-10 when he had 51 points in 67 games. I mean, he's been so, so consistent. And 64 points last year, 38 goals. And this year, 31 points, 17 goals. The the lowest amount of goals in his career playing a full season. I mean, yeah, yeah his rookie season, he played 46 games. So we're not going to count that. Lockout season, he scored 40, 16. But 14 goals. Right, and I, he... Just, I mean, you talk about the other goal scorer they brought in too, Corey Perry. Now, expectations were nowhere near as high for yeah, this guy. Sure, um, but I mean, honestly, he he only put up five goals. I expected a, I expected probably ten goals from this guy, especially because he's getting top line production. Yeah, I mean, he had six goals in thirty one games last year, so you'd think that in about sixty games he could get at least ten. But yeah, right, but even he's, fewer goals. He's getting opportunities to play on a top power play, top he, line with Tyler Sagan. You think ten goals would be more than possible? At this point. He's terrible. Yeah. It's just not working out. We've been so, saying that for a few years. Well, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but again, like they have the ability to be great up front because they have these superstar named players, these guys who we know in the past have, you know, done the done the goal scoring, but they just they're not doing it. And so that's my biggest concern for a team like this. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And you know, when Dennis Giryanov is your top goal scorer. Coming in, you don't, I mean, 2015 draft pick in the first round, but he kind of came out of nowhere. He had only played, he played 21 games last year and had one goal. This year in 64 games, he's got 20 goals. So really, I mean, I'm sure that there's been development happening for him, but sort of a lucky, he falls into your lap type of type of guy coming in at, what, 23 years old, and, and he's able to have that type of production from one goal right. every 20 games to to a goal every three uh that's that's fortunate i mean with and without him you know where are you so i yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see for the dallas stars they just they play such a different game than any other team in the league really any team in this top four there is no yeah there's no other team with such expectations that doesn't score goals it's it's crazy to me i mean luckily again ben bishop can steal a series if need be so if he can stay healthy, right, they could ride him and get a little, you know, could could win a round sure. or two. Sure. And then same goes with that defense. I love Miro Heiskanen. I think he's going to be probably, in my opinion, he probably will be better than, 
you know, most of those Buffalo defensemen, we won't talk about them, but, you know, Rasmus Dahlin, I, I think he's better than him. So, um, you know, and then John Klingberg, again, another another guy you can throw up there with the upper echelon of defensemen, you know, a guy that has sure, the, at least the capability. Offensive defenseman, yeah, yeah absolutely. To, to put up production. So, um, but then again, when you talk about it on the flip side, again, the depth, um, they've got some names like Essel and Dell, but these, you know, these are guys that aren't going to put up big points for you. So, you know, if they go dry on that back end, it's going to be really tough for them to beat some of these powerhouse teams that score a lot of goals in the West, you know, like, you know, your, your St. Louis's and your Colorado's. So uh, to me, the biggest question is, can, can that Sagan Ben Radulov line find their way again? And then after that, it's the same old question. Who else is going to score for you? Right. Because we know in the playoffs that, those top lines don't always score. So you have to get production from underneath. I don't know who it's going to come from because it's clear that it probably isn't coming from Pavelski and that's who it was supposed well, to Well, that's from. who they're hoping. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, maybe Rupe Hintz can step up, you know, uh, Radic Fasca maybe, but again, we'll, more we'll of see. a defensive type of guy. Yeah. yeah. Not, not really the guy you're looking to rely on for, for big points. You know, it's, it's too bad, like an Andrew Cogliano, he started to show some uh, some hints of, of offense, and he kind of has fallen apart offensively since he got to Dallas. He was at least like a 30-point 30, 30 guy in Anaheim and was putting up 15-ish goals, and he came to Dallas, and now he can't score more than three goals. It's kind of what happens, seems to happen to people. They go to Ooh. Dallas, and all of a sudden they can't produce anymore because, I don't know, they're they, it seems like they're trying to play different, like they're playing this defensive style. But as far as ownership is concerned, they're like, why aren't we scoring more goals? <laughs> and we all know about ownership of the Dallas Stars. Uh, okay, well, there, there's the Dallas Stars probably in, in my my mind out of these four teams, the weakest. Wouldn't disagree with you. Yeah, absolutely. But they play such a tight game. And they they do have the right players to do it. That they still, of course, have a chance to win a series, maybe two. I don't see them doing more than that. Uh, let's go Vegas or Colorado. Let's do Colorado. Going? All right, the Colorado yeah. Avalanche, the luckiest team in the NHL, highest PDO in the league at uh, and fifth highest shooting percentage at ten point two percent. So, uh, just 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 to throw it out there. Uh, just doesn't, to throw it out there. Doesn't always doesn't always mean everything. This is a team that was unlucky in every other way the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, you're not kidding. And when you talk about right luck getting back, we talked about St. Louis getting back Tarasenko. I mean, luckily for them, and to me the biggest missing piece for this team that I think is going to put them over the top is getting Kadri back healthy. This is a 30-goal scorer guy who can, I mean, bring that offense on that second line and – I, w- I would be worried if I was other teams. Well, I mean, now you've, you've got a healthy Rantanen, a healthy McKinnon, a healthy mm-hmm. uh, healthy Kadri, and that's just, that's you. And not to, Nan Landis Cog as well, who missed, right. <laughs> who missed a good amount of games. I mean, yeah, and you don't have to rely games. on that trio anymore. I mean, you can like, throw Rantanen down with, you know, Kadri if you want to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even, even like Matt Calvert missed almost 20 games this year. Matt Calvert is a pretty solid third line type of guy. I mean, he had 25 points in 50 games. He's a 40 point guy throughout the year. And that's, and, and Colin Wilson missed all but nine games. He played the first nine games of the year and, and got hurt. And you're going to get uh, your starting goaltender back he, too. 
I don't know if he's going to be back. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Either. I, I know that he got hurt really early on. He was uh, the last thing in the last thing in his notes is that in on November 7th, he was using crutches and is nowhere near a return. But I, my assumption is that he's back. It's not too many injuries that are nine months. So yeah, my assumption Colin Wilson is back and Colin Wilson. I mean, he's, he's a potential, like he's definitely getting in the top nine. That's an important player for your team, especially in the playoffs as other players start to go down. Uh, maybe that would be the one concern with Colorado is that they've kind of shown that they're, I don't know, are they soft? They're putting themselves in bad situations. They're getting themselves hurt. Uh, they're so fast that when they are getting hit, that it's causing problems physically. Uh, I'm I'm not exactly sure the reason that they're having all these injuries, but they just so happen to be destroyed by them this year. So uh, maybe just unlucky, but I mean, even Kale McCarr only played 57 games. Yeah, that's not bad. And uh, for a team that was so injured, they still managed to finish number six in terms of goals against, which is pretty dang good for a team that, I yeah. mean, obviously is lost a lot of star power and their starting goaltender who's going to be back. So that's even better. Yeah. Yeah. And of course there's always the Nathan McKinnon factor oh 93 gosh. points in 69 games, mostly doing it by himself. Like half the year it felt like he was, he was on his own doing it with random line mates from the AHL. Yeah. Andre Barafkowski, you know, Rantanen would show up and then Tyler Jost. I mean, you just, it be mixed matches of lines going on for this guy. Yeah, but he still produced. The only thing he can't do is win a draw. He's like forty three percent from the faceoff circle. That is, that's horrendous for a top line like superstar. Forty three percent. I feel like I could win more faceoffs with my eyes closed, just pulling back. <laughs> right. Like, well, and maybe I mean, look, they they've got Landeskog. Maybe just throw him in there and let him take some some faceoffs because at least if you can't win it clean. Landis guy could probably win it a little dirty. Yeah, Kadri is at fifty six point eight percent. Yeah, he's your guy you want taking all your your big faceoffs for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, goaltending wise, Colorado was it got interesting because Francoeur, Francoeurs, Francoeur, Pavel Francoeurs. That's how you say it. Yeah, yeah. Francoeurs. Uh, he comes in when Philip Grubauer goes down and plays very well. I mean, twenty one and seven. He a nine two three save percentage. He was the better goalie. Uh, who starts in the playoffs? And he's older, actually. Is, so yeah, that's right. Twenty nine. Yeah. Grubauer's twenty eight. Uh, they they basically started the exact same amount of games, right around 35, 30, 36. Yeah, so. Hutchinson starting for them for sure. Michael Hutchinson. <laughs> no, uh, I, honestly, you're Mother. you're going Grubauer at this point, and it's just because he has the experience, right? He's their starting goaltender. He's their guy. Now, if he's the guy of the future, that might be another you know story in a few years. But uh, for now, it's you know it's Philip Grubauer's net, and I think it's his to lose. So I think they're gonna they're gonna go with him. You know he he's done it before. He was you know put in charge of Washington Capitals. That didn't work out too well, but uh, you know yeah, this that, is your like guy. His one one real playoff yeah. run. This is your guy, and so I think they'll go Grubauer. Um, it'll be a short leash again because, like you said, the numbers for Pavel were were not not too shabby this season. So yeah, he, they'll give he him had an a really nice, he had a really good playoff. Uh, last year in yeah. 12 games, nine, two, five save percentage, two, three goals against. Yeah. He, he played fine, but I think both these guys are going to see, I think, you know, you'll get Pavel, you know, and for at least a game just yeah. to get his legs up, yeah, you sure. know, but again, it's Grubauer's net. Cause they're going to play three games against like everyone's going to play each other once. So you got to think that 
somebody's getting one game and the other guy's going to get two. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go to our last Western Conference team, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I, this team had a weird regular season. They finished with only 86 points. Uh, Gerard Gallant gets fired. Pete DeBoer comes in, relatively turns things around. I mean, they. I'd say that this season was kind of this like, a lot of expectations were not met. I think he expected a little more out of Mark Stone, uh, although he. I mean, he still was almost a point per game player, but his twenty one goals. I think maybe you were thinking he. Well, like nine and a half million him. dollars. I think yeah. you need a little bit more yeah. production. Uh, you know, you had you had someone like William Carlson kind of almost, sort of falling off the map. Only fifteen goals from his from his forty a couple years ago and. Uh, this team didn't show up the way that you thought they would. They found their way back. They won enough games. They got into these top four. Uh, Max Pacioretty, though, the one kind of, I guess, bright light for this whole year, 32 goals, 66 points. He finally plays the way that they were hoping. That And the guy that they thought they got when they paid him that seven-plus-million-dollar contract. But despite their regular season... Uh, not exactly being the the cleanest. I think this team might be the scariest team in the Western Conference. They could be, but to me, they almost resemble, um, you know, maybe outside of goaltending and big names on defense. They up front, anyways. They resemble the Winnipeg Jets to me. Mm, when you think lack of, of defense, well, like you, stars on defense. Well, of. when you look at the forward position, that's where I see the resemblance because you've got strong wingers, guys who can score goals play hard and go fast, but they lack center depth. Because we, you know, William Carlson, he can play. He would be a good number two center, but he's not a number one in my opinion. Sure. So when you look past him, your next guy is Paul Stasny. But to me, he's not a number one center either. And but a number two, like a decent number two. Yeah. And, and again, you know, if push comes to shove and you really have to, you know, produce, you know, can you rely on these two guys, you know, because again, we saw it like these guys, both these guys were up and down all year long. The production was never consistent. It's not where it should be, especially for a guy like, you know, William Carlson. Obviously, we weren't expecting another 40 goal no, year from him. Or, another, but, or I mean, but you're still thinking that he's probably going to be a 60 point guy. Uh, yeah. You know, at at 20, least. I mean, he had 56 points last year, 24 goals. Uh, you're hoping for a 20 goal score. He probably would have would have gotten 20 when all is said and done, uh, but sure. definitely has taken a step backwards from that 2017 yeah. 18 year. Yeah, absolutely. And so, and when then he won the Lady Bing. There you go. Yeah, and I mean honestly, they can be scary up front though. That's the thing because they are so quick and they do have nice depth, right? They got guys like Alex Tuck. Um, you know, Thomas Nosek, Ryan Reeves, guys who can produce and chip in every now and again. <laughs> Ryan you know, Reeves got six. an extension <laughs> yeah, I know recently, too. I'm, I'm excited about that. I, uh, I now, love his game. Paul Stastny has been a really nice playoff guy. That, like, I mean, even going back to 13, 14, 10 points in seven games, he's at 13 and 20, 3 and 7, 15 and 17, eight, eight points last year in seven games in a series that for all intents and purposes, they probably should have won against the San Jose Sharks. He averaged twenty more than 20 minutes a game in that series. Yeah, and it's probably going to be the same again. Uh, I, I think Paul Stastny, can, he can be really good. Uh, it's just more of a, more in a, maybe a defensive shutdown type of role is where he's, where he's really successful. Uh, but this team is 
they're they're I think they're somewhat underrated because of the season that they had, but also, you know, maybe the luster has kind of gone off of this team. Mark Stone in the playoffs, so we we don't. I know that last year they made the playoffs. They had the you know the unfortunate end to what happened. He had twelve points in seven games. Yeah, he was on fire. I mean, he was unbelievable in the playoffs last year. Yeah, and if and he I, can do that again, like how often do we see a guy get almost two points a game in the playoffs and lose the series? Right. He had yeah. a, he had a goal for a goal per game basically in that, and it, he still go he lost, but. I just I don't see them losing again in the first round. Like I, I think that this is this team this year, especially they were one of the least lucky teams in the NHL. We're back to some we're back to uh matching up with a few teams. The only teams less un more unlucky than the Vegas Golden Knights, the LA Kings, the San Jose Sharks, and the Detroit Red Wings. The Detroit Always. Red Wings were the least lucky team in the NHL. 96.6 on the PDO, but wow. Vegas, 98.8, 28th uh, in terms of, I guess, you know, almost like your puck luck, your your uh, yeah, your PDO. So they're far down that list. That's huge. I mean, despite an incredibly unlucky year in, in terms of statistically speaking over the course of the whole year, they still managed to be in the top four in their conference despite being the fourth least lucky team. So that that is saying something about their resolve and that they're you know they're getting scoring at the right time and doing it with a coaching change. Like how many teams you know yep. keep succeeding? And Pete DeBoer said that this is the best team that he's coached. Yeah, that's scary. And <laughs> they they also like we you know we go back to defense right now they've they've added Alec Martinez back there. So that guy he's yeah. he's seen some playoff success. That's true. You've got his autograph. I believe he has so. a Stanley Cup winning goal. He does. Yeah. yeah. Don't you have his autograph? No. Do you not? No, I don't think that he's on the wall. Back okay. Here. No, I actually when I was <clears throat> so I. For those of you that don't know, I have a collection of Stanley Cup winning goal scorers. And when he scored that winning goal for the Kings, about a year later, I saw the puck was up for auction. I think it went for like $3,500. Okay. Which, in the grand scheme of things, isn't... Was it signed, though? It was signed. Okay. Oh, oh no, it was the puck. Well, no, I know it was the puck, but I was just... Oh, it was like, signed. Yeah, yeah, of course. It was signed, and it said like Stanley Cup winning puck or something like that. But 3500 bucks. It's not that much for like something cool like that, but it was Alec Martinez, so right. I didn't really want it that bad. <laughs> but the problem is that if it was Austin Matthews, it would be worth ten, $10 million dollars. Oh my gosh, yeah! <laughs> like some Ridiculous. Leafs fan would pay out their asshole for it. So. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, the bigger question for me, though, goaltending. We know it's Mark Andre Fleury, right? Sure, we, we know he's be probably going to be the guy. Yeah, but didn't have the greatest regular season. You got a guy who comes in. By the name of Robin Lehner, who was lights out his three games he was there. Absolutely they, lights out. Do they give him a, a look, you know? Because this is a guy who... It's funny because NHL.com... Because you know how Marc-Andre Fleury is the go-to man. But, sure. you know, maybe he's getting up there in, in years a little bit more. And NHL.com actually ranked Robin Lehner as the 16th best goaltender. Higher than Fleury. Well, yeah, they had him higher than Fleury. Yeah. Some of them did. I'm like, are you... Like, really? Like... I mean, do they do people really think at this point they're going to go to Leonard over Flurry? I just we'll see what happens here early on. Flurry has been usually had good starts, I, and man, he's just got so much experience in the playoffs. I I want to say that you stick with him, 
Because you still have some years left with him too. Right. right. Yeah, you got two years. He's the Stanley Cup winner. He's, and you don't know if Leonard is going to be back. No, I, I don't think like so. I Leonard, don't think Leonard's the cap a situation they'll... UFA? Yeah. I, I just... Unless you plan on getting rid of him, I can't see them going to Leonard. I can see them giving... All right, we're going to give Flurry a game. We're going to give Leonard a game. And if Flurry just dumps the bed, they might go, hey, we're going to give Leonard this other game, see how he does. Yeah, I, and, I, I could see it. And it's just going to be a, like, I, man, I just don't know. Like, can you do that to him again? It already happened to him once. <laughs> you know, it'd be really funny is if they sign Leonard to an extension. And then, I mean, you might you might be able to trade Mark andre No, but like, you, you keep Flurry too, and then the expansion draft happens and he goes to Seattle. Like... <laughs> <laughs> True. Forgot about that. That would just be funny to me, but I doubt it will happen anyways. Yeah. But, um, okay, so out of these four teams, who do you think goes the furthest in these playoffs? In these playoffs? I think Colorado. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. While I think St. Louis is built for the playoffs, I think they were obviously riding a lot of momentum. I think, um, you know, obviously going from last to first – you have so much to play for. And I, again, they still have a lot to play for with Jay Bomeister. But to me, I think, you know, people know what to expect out of this team. They know how hard they're going to play. Um, I just think it's time for Colorado, in my opinion. I think out the gun, they're going to be the scariest because yeah. they just have so much skill. They're fresh. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be scary. Uh, I still think that Colorado will win whoever they face in round one. Round two. I don't know who they're going to play, uh, but it, you know it's going to be it's going to be tough because if you happen to if you win a few of these games and you're the one seed, you know you might get a lesser team and even in the second round because they're going to reseed every time, right? So you're going to keep getting the lowest of the seeds. But man, if you have to come in, I, I see. I don't. I actually don't think that Colorado will beat any of these four teams. You don't think they'll beat in a any seven of them? game series? Any of these four teams? I think that they. I think they can beat any of the other teams in a seven game. I don't think they could beat any of these teams in a seven game series. Okay. I don't think they'd beat St. Louis. I don't even know if they'd beat Dallas. Oh, I would think they'd beat Dallas. I I have no doubt. And Dallas I don't think... is so sneaky, shut down. They're sneaky good, but I think, and especially come playoff time, right? You do get in a lot of Colorado's those tight games. So healthy, but man. I think if you get into any kind of shootout. You know, especially like we saw last year with San Jose. Yeah, but and Dallas Vegas. doesn't get in the shootouts. But that's the thing: if it if it happens to turn that way, where you have to go goal for goal to keep up, Dallas won't keep up. It's true. That so that's true. That could hurt them. I, you know. Yeah, I and, guess with everyone being healthy, I and, Colorado could certainly beat Dallas. Yeah, I, I don't see the the other two, the St. Louis and Vegas. I just think that. I think they stack up well against Colorado. I think they can slow them down, especially St. Louis. I think St. Louis can can slow Colorado down. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I mean, look at when you when you talk about goals against this year, St. Louis and Dallas were both better in terms of you know total goals against for the season. Sure. But again, Colorado's been injured all year long, and they still managed to yep. finish sixth best yep. in the league. So if they get you know Rantanen, McKinnon back, they play puck possession, and they'll just keep the puck away from you. I will say this: I want Colorado to beat all these teams because it would be fun to see Colorado. Yeah, they would back be the most fun back back playing against some of these Eastern Conference teams that are I would love to see Colorado and Edmonton go head to head in that would in the fun. first round. That is what I'm just just crossing yeah, my Yeah, well you gotta hope Colorado maybe finishes fourth and then, you know, some couple lower seed teams win. You know Yeah, the Oilers are what, ten ten or something? Or no no no, no, no. They're, they're 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 five, right? Yeah. 
they're yeah, up so there. They, so they would they would probably they're not going to play them in the first round. <laughs> But, but still, I you know what would be really be fun. fun for a conference final would be Colorado Vegas like that would just be enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. So, I I mean, it's just I don't necessarily love watching Dallas, so I'm more than happy to see them get eliminated earlier. <laughs> right. Uh, I I can appreciate what they're trying to do there, but I just I don't really like the like I don't need this old school like you know let's all play defense and let's let's really drag the game out. It's not really where the game's going. I know it's like almost like a throwback a bit, the way they play. Uh, but I'd much rather see St. Louis to me isn't that way. They, they they can score. No, they've got new school and old school, yes. which is great. Yes, I love it, I, I, and I I can appreciate what they do. Uh, I don't think that they have the same. There's not going to be that that weird intangible about what they're going to do. I don't think they're going to repeat. I no, but think. I will say like. Obviously, Colorado, I think, will go furthest. But if I had to put my money on anybody to go furthest, St. Louis is safer. Yeah, in my yeah, opinion, so. yeah. That's that's a good point. Um, after the Eastern Conference show, we'll get Stanley Cup final prediction. Ooh. We'll get like our our initial like little. Okay. You know, who do you think will win the cup? I also want to know. I guess before that, before we do that show, though, which conference do you think will win the Stanley Cup? a good question that's a real good question i'm gonna save it for the eastern show okay all right i'm gonna save it we'll save it for the east give it a little Uh, thought all right that sounds that sounds good well there there is your top four teams in the western conference a little preview on all those teams uh you again you can find us on twitter let us know what you think let us know who you think will what conference will win the stanley cup and uh, if you want to get as specific as a team go for it and we'll we'll be there on twitter in between shows. We'll talk to you guys soon.